I can only imagine that Future meant the high security keys when he sang, I got them keys, keys, keys. I got them keys, keys, keys. We go to court, we gonna plead the fifth. I know the judge, I'm gonna shoot him some chips. <laughs> Welcome to Security Today. This is episode 12, season 1, and I'm the industry's key player when it comes to uncles. I'm Uncle Bear. That's right, B-A-E-R. So go ahead and follow me right now on Instagram and Twitter at Uncle B-A-E-R underscore, and then this podcast on Instagram at Security Today Podcast. If you want to support the podcast through a sponsorship, hopefully for next season, then you could just DM me and we can hook you up on that. You can be on every single episode and people will be like, oh my gosh, you're so famous. You'll be like, I know. (laughs) If you're holding it down tight and you're doing good quality work and I like your stuff, then I'm going to reach out to you and you might be the next shout out on the episode. So keep it cool. Look, let me talk about what we're going to talk about. So today we're going to cover some high security key type of things. Oh yeah, this is my uh, forte, I guess you could say. Look, um, we're going to talk about the multi-lock line. some of the things that come with that. We're going to dive into some fresh uh, pleather of all the new Lincoln Navigator has to offer. And then we're going to deep dive into the world of high security keys and what they can do for us as a security professional. It should definitely be something that is in your back pocket if you had to pull it out and if you're not pulling it out on the daily. So, Let's first talk about our sponsor, LimkeyLockworks.com. The door experts south of the Green Bay area, Limkey Lockworks has been in the locksmith industry for 25 plus years. They use, uh, or I'm sorry, they work in residential, commercial, the installation of hollow metal doors, smart home, and access control, and you can check them out online. Follow the Instagram at Limkey Lockworks and let them know you heard of them here. It will be awesome. Now let's talk a little bit of chit chat. So, the all-new 2020 Lincoln Aviator, I think I said Navigator, but I meant Aviator, defines effortless luxury performance among premium SUVs, offering impressive power and capability combined with a sleek elegance and intuitive technology, and they aren't paying me for this, it was just the article that I read. The effortlessness of the overall experience of the Aviator starts even before the clients get into the vehicle. Now, right from the start, the available air glide suspension automatically lowers the vehicle to the greet the driver, adding a new level of sophistication. I know that has nothing to do with high security, but I thought it was dope. If you walk up to your vehicle and it lowers for you, it's like, here, get in, my master. Um, it would just be awesome. But look, they can all, clients can also use their compatible smartphone as a key to access the vehicle, and that is what is huge when it comes to security. Lincoln's available phone as a key technology, debuting in the all-new Aviator, is activated using the Lincoln Way app. That's trademarked Lincoln Way. It also um, allows owners to lock and unlock, open the lift gate, and most importantly, start and drive the vehicle all without a traditional key. Should a uh, phone battery go dead, a passcode can be entered on the standard exterior keypad to gain entry, and then a backup code can be entered into the center touchscreen to start and drive the vehicle. So if your phone dies while you're out and you didn't bring your keys because, I don't know, you are playing into the convenience of 2020, then uh, not not to fear, you got some passcodes. If you can't remember those and you call a locksmith, <laughs> you're going to pay a ticket. Um, if a phone is lost or stolen... 
Phone as a key can easily be deleted, providing additional peace of mind from the vehicle. So there's that. And that just really brings us into this new age. So key programming for automotive has already become quite the adventure. You can find some really solid locksmiths out there on Instagram that you can go follow, watch and make keys for pretty much everything. And uh, I think now we're kind of catching a glimpse of that future. It was all kind of going this way, but it's really getting here and landing in the Lincoln Aviator. I usually throw shade when it comes to like perks or features because the hard physical key in my opinion really will not be leaving for the remainder of my kids kids time on this earth at least but the the convenience which is a word we use today that means pretty much laziness is very attractive here so not needing to remember your keys because you have your phone is something that works already uh, we've seen it I've seen it firsthand with a smart lock on the house and there are some serious risks for us going into a single device in the day of data but it kind of feels like we're caught uh, we caught a wild stallion here that we're attempting to break and train yet we have never actually ridden a horse that, that that's probably my best metaphor to what we're trying to do with technology right now when it comes to um, convenience versus security, but we shall see. Uh, and it, it might be just enjoyable to get a head start. You can buy a Lincoln and have the a key in your phone and not need anything but your phone. And your phone will only need you, I guess. I, I don't know. If so. so anyways, check it out. Look, our product highlight this uh, week goes to the Multi-Lock Interactive Mechanical Key platform. You can check them out at multilock.com. This addresses high security concerns while actually responding to functional needs. So building on four decades of extensive experience, uh, the multi-lock, that's M-U-L-T-L-O-C-K, uh, their interactive key platforms, proven technology, and global success uh, is something to be rivaled. Interactive Plus utilizes patent technology for enhanced high security. It's available in all formats and um, product types. So Interactive Plus key platform provides advanced high security and protection with a single key that can fit into all products for real convenience from padlocks to door locks to, um, you know, chest locks or uh, file locks or something like that. They have it in all pretty much all platforms when it comes to the hardware side of it, and they're using this Interactive Plus keyway. Now, their advanced technology combines an enhanced variation of telescopic pin mechanisms with a special patented floating element to meet the highest security standards. With advanced key control through unique coded uh, multi-lock key card, you can uh, uh, that's only readable by authorized multi-lock dealers to master king options with uh, this key platform. Even a special feature of a three-in-one king where you can instantly change the locks combination up to two times by simply just turning a control key. Uh, it has all of that. Their interactive plus line is awesome. Now, it's a dimple uh, pin and it has telescopic pins within its pins. It's all crazy stuff that we're actually going to get into. So you'll hear more of that at, uh, towards the end of this episode but I just wanted to highlight their product. When it comes to high security and it comes to affordable high security where you don't kind of get crazy or or you don't also get like across the ocean because there's a lot of awesome high security brands out there that you find in Europe and uh, the Middle East, but you when it comes to, you know, finding it landlocked, multi-lock is the ish. And we'll talk about a bunch of things. We'll actually talk more about multi-lock later in this episode, but we'll talk about some of the things that multi-lock does is what makes high security the way to go when you're talking about keys. So 
With that, shall we get into it? Um, I want to start with a disclaimer, just for this episode specifically. I'm going to keep a smaller barrier of verbal operational security as I talk about some of these things today. Now, I understand that this is an informational podcast, and on most topics, I'm forthright and I'm open in my speech about whatever the topic is. The topic is this topic, though, specifically is different. Um, there's a serious amount of attention, even to the point of hobby, which is called Locksport on how to bypass this security topic, which is high security keys, keyways, um, you know, locks themselves. And I have no qualms with that. In fact, I participate in the collection of tools and practicing of Locksport, but it is something that there's a measure of responsibility uh, not to just hand out this information when it comes to bypassing locks. I think that one should be required to pursue this knowledge on their own. So there will be terms and lingo that you might hear and you not might not know. And uh, you have a computer in your pocket and really it's on you. It's really cool stuff though and you won't be disappointed if you look into just lock picking and high security locks and stuff like that. There are tons of YouTube videos that I watch on the daily just because they're so interesting, but um, it, it's really out there for you. So I want to start kind of with where we've come from when it comes to the high security key and the high security lock. So in 1861, there was this guy named Linus Yale Jr. And uh, that's where we get Yale locks from. But he was inspired by the original 1840s pin tumbler lock designed by his father. So Yale was the first guy to pretty much create the lock that we all know today and is in every household, is in every car, is in every this and that and the other. Um, not cars. Pin tumblers are usually in houses or commercial or stuff like that. You use wafer locks when you get to... That's just for the homies out there that were like, that's wrong. No, it's not. I, I corrected it. Okay, here we go. Thus, uh, they invented and um, they patented a smaller flat key with serrated edges as well as pins of varying lengths with the lock itself. The same design of the pin tumbler lock, which still remains in use today, is what I'm talking about. It's often predicted with every new locking technology from uh, new keyways to phone technology that a sim- that the simple pin tumbler lock is really at will sunset at some point. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. You look over in Europe and you, you see that the, the stationary pin tumbler lock that we know as Quickset and Schlegg that's on your probably your front deadbolt that you use to get into your house, that actually has... Um, relatively sunsetted in European countries. Uh, they use a lot of high security or um, dimple keys and uh, other other sorts of keys. Even, even warded keys still are being used over there at a higher level of technology than in the 1800s, but that is something that might sunset at some point, but it's not going to let the mechanical key disappear. So in response to, um, you know, people worrying about this going away. In 1969, the Mechanical Development Company, Medico, I just did that so that you saw Medico, um, introduces the first high security lock. So many other manufacturers have followed suit with redesigns and key systems to take the place and improve upon the basic pen tumbler. Gail Johnson, the editor of Locksmith Ledger, which is a magazine that you should definitely check out just for informational purposes, comments that high security keys and locks is one of the few remaining vertical markets over which locksmiths locksmiths still retain uh, dominion, and they still, you know, have domain in that. So, 
Even when the manufacturer supplies proprietary blanks to clients, such as a municipality, the locksmith has the opportunity to act as a consultant and an authorized dealer, and will usually be involved in the myriad of tasks associated with installing, maintaining a population of high-security cylinders and associated hardware items, all stuff like that. Now, many manufacturers do have boots on the ground, um, you know, from Stanley to, um, I'm trying to think of others, but they, they have people that will go out and serve and install and stuff like that. And they have experience with security and understanding layers of security. Um, The vulnerability... Oh, I'm sorry. I jumped one. Uh... Many manufacturers do have boots on the ground. Municipal, educational, and corporate customers represent the real market for high security. So they have experience with security and understanding layers of security, the vulnerability of opening to attack, uh, and shortcoming of unpatented keyways, and the real dangers of poor key control present uh, to their organization. So they do have guys out there, and locksmiths a lot of times locally will step in in those municipal and those um, healthcare and schools and education and stuff like that and they'll be that consultant that person who has the patented keyway and they can do key control they can put in high security locks all over the all over the campus or something like that so it's really a vertical market and I think that if you're not in it and if you don't have that as an option, then you should look into that. And it can be as easy as, and we'll talk about later, you know, contracting a locksmith or just having the opportunity to give your customer that. This is a very secure way to um, help your customer build and harden their site. Now, there's two questions that I kind of want to answer first. So one is, what does high security mean? I know that it's it's pretty niche to the locksmithing community, and we have a ton of uh, physical security people who listen to this podcast, and I thank you for listening, and I just thank my listeners. Let me just take a second. Hold up. Put this on pause. I want to thank you guys for listening. I'm serious. You guys have been bu- busting it and, uh, you know, saying like getting it out there and just giving really good feedback, and um, I've been really appreciative. It's really made me feel good. I'm glad that it's making you feel good. And uh, it's just a really good party right now that I'm really enjoying. So thank you guys. Anyways, let me answer the question, what does high security mean? So 40 plus years ago, the security industry kind of realized the need for controlling the duplication of keys, that you could pretty much take a key anywhere and get it duplicated. That's still a problem residential wise when you just go into Walmart and there's a, you know, make a key and it reads it and cuts it and whatever. And so several lock companies developed patented key systems, which prohibited aftermarket key blank companies from just manufacturing this patented key blank. Now, the locksmith industry coined the expression high security, which refer- referred to the controlled security of key blanks, not necessarily any increased security of installed locking systems. Selling high security key systems became a locksmith favorite since customers had to return to the specific registered locksmith for future servicing of the high security key system but as we've moved into the future and the you know 40 50 years has passed high security has kind of come down more to the hardware side of it what are manufacturers doing and putting into the lock to make it more secure from um, you know picking bumping raking um, wrapping stuff like that so 
uh, high security is a pretty broad term, but um, it does have to do with the physical security inside the lock, and it also has to do with what we'll talk about later is key control. Number two, where should high security be used? Now, high security key systems can be installed wherever there's a need to control the amount of keys in use. This may also include vestibule entrances in commercial buildings or for restricted areas such as IT rooms. Companies often uh, offer high security products uh, as an like an improved deadbolt version, which can be installed both at residential and commercial sites, offering a combination of key control and added protection against forced entry, kind of all across the board. There are two different approaches when it comes to this high security key, and, and we're going to kind of look at both of those. So uh, like I was saying just a second ago, the first is hardware oriented. It, this includes dimple keys, sidebars, trap pins, difficult keyways, drill resistant cores, and some other things that we'll touch on. Now, the second is that restriction keyway dealing with the key control and the patents and I'll go over that kind of towards the end so let's look at hardware first high security has always been somewhat of a subjective term but it may gen it may be generally agreed that uh, pick tamper and attack resistance along with key duplication restrictions provide an increased protection so of course the door frame assembly and surrounding access points need to offer a similar level of uh, you know, defeat resistance because if it's just a hollow wood door and you dropped a two hundred and you know fifty to three hundred fifty dollar lock on it and you you got keys duplicated and all of this stuff and I can literally come through with a baseball bat and just get through the door or if the door health is off and I can see that the hinges are sagging and I know that you know that might be a break point or something you have to couple this specific topic with other security from access control even running electric strikes but. Maybe making sure that you have a key control system on top of that for individuals being able to bypass the access system in case of emergency. So there's all sorts of things that play into it, but when it comes to this topic, it is one of the most um, or the greatest ways to, to add security to a door but it needs to be supported. If it's not supported, then it, your money and your security can just go out the window. Um, when it comes, so of course that needs to be addressed, and we addressed that on episode nine, so if you want to go back and listen to the health of the door, you can go back to episode nine, and when it comes to the lock itself, there's a large number of things that you can do to make it a greater challenge to get through the locking mechanism. Now, it is a little shocking to the average citizen or just person when you expose them to the truth about their locks, uh, whether it's on their house or their office space. There, there's a vast majority of homes that use quick set knobs and levers and entry hardware to their house, oftentimes with no deadbolt when it comes to to like the garage door and stuff like that. Now, Bosnian Bill has a YouTube review on a brockage tool that is able to bypass a quick set lock, no matter if it's a lever or a knob or whatever, in a matter of seconds by going behind the rosette, flipping the lock and pull, and boom, he's in. If you didn't know what that meant or it didn't make sense, well, there you go. Figure it out. Go go to YouTube. Go, you know, start researching. Read books. All right. Now, what I'm alluding to is that uh, that with the right tool which really is under 40 bucks on the internet for anybody. The, these tools that you can get just to bypass. You can get um, through a shut garage, a locked entry door to the home, and into the average fire safe in less than three minutes. Or on the flip side, there are tools that, once again, under 40 bucks will, on the internet for anyone to purchase will allow you to flip a standard bolt on an aluminum frame door, like one you would see at 
you're on the front of your office park building or a strip mall, get into a locked office and be ruffling through a file cabinet with sensitive information in a matter of less than three minutes. That's It's really doable on most of the average sites that you're going to be on. Now, the disturbing part to all of this is not that these tools are accessible with minimal time spent on YouTube to learn how to use them, nor that anybody with a vendetta or motive could easily run through one of these situations. The most disturbing part is that it is wildly uncommon to find on a home or a business that these scenarios aren't feasible. So especially when there are you know, very implemental fixes that could just be put into place. The disturbing part is, is that this is literally 90% of the offices that you're going to see, of the homes that you're going to see, and there are fixes for this. It's a little bit of an investment, but security is always an investment, and it's an investment that could pan out for somebody not getting into your house or getting into your office, your specific office, not let alone your office building or your IT room, and um, it's just, it's very fixable. So, I'm going to highlight three products that fix these situations in different ways. The first is Multilock, like I mentioned earlier. Now, Multilock, is a, uh, they're the manufacturer of uh, our product highlight this week, and they use a technology called a dimple lock. A dimple lock is pretty much like a pin tumbler lock design that uses the flat side of the keyway. So your key that goes into your home deadbolt, the edges are, or the, the valleys are cut on the edge. It's as if you took a blank key, you turned it sideways, and then you ran um, a, a blade into the side of it and created these little uh, dimples, and hence the name. So this contrasts traditional pin tumblers that use the edge of the blade as the primary bidding area, and most dimple locks orient the key uh, the lock perpendicular to the pin stacks, and then it allows the key to be inserted in any or- orientation. So it cuts it the same on both sides, so that way it doesn't matter which way you put it in, it'll turn the key. Now, modern dimple locks allow for pins positioned on all sides of the key. So instead of the top of the key, they're coming in from the sides, and that greatly increases the number of pin positions available. So this provides um, increasing key control and master keying capabilities when uh, the compared to the traditional pin tumbler. So traditional pin tumblers, uh, like your, when I say traditional pin tumbler, I mean like the deadbolt on your front door to your house. They have problems with increasing the number of pins because the key must be extended by length to accommodate that pin and past a certain point, generally like seven or eight pins, a traditional pin tumbler key like the one you put into your deadbolt become too long and they have problems with like bending and breaking. So um, with a dimple key, now you have more pins that can be put on the side and you can have a higher key system, bigger key systems to your your usually commercial space. Now, where multi-lock really begins to increase the security, because to be all honest, the dimple key is not much more secure than our pin tumbler, but they raise resistance to bump keys picking and raking when they use these telescopic lens, which is, imagine... A little ball that falls into the dimple and it falls out of the way of the core which allows you to spin the key. Now imagine that there's a uh, rod in the middle of that ball that can move independently and that has to fall even deeper into the dimple for you to work it and that gets incredibly hard uh, to begin to pick or rake and you can see that on like their MT5 keyway if you go to their site and uh, you can look at their different keys they got cutaways where you can look in and see this st- kind of stuff. I also put a ton of the- these things in the notes 
the show notes so you can go there and see um, some YouTube videos and stuff like that of how these keys are working. But um, anyways, the next product that I want to highlight is uh, Primus and Schleg Everest. So they use check pins and sidebars where our dimple key is falling in from the side of the key and it's using telescopic pins which are harder to pick. Uh, the Schleg Primus and the Schleg Everest are using check pins and sidebars. Now a check pin or a locking pin, these are usually a pin that is contacted by a groove on the side of the key. So it's like the key that goes into your home deadbolt but on the side it's been milled out to catch a little pin and pull it up out of the way to allow that core to spin again. Um, and those are hard to pick also because you have to pick the top pins and get tension on it. And then you also have to reach back there and find the check pin to get that. Now, sidebars act as one long rod that runs the depth of the cylinder. So as you put your key in, there's a sidebar to the side of the core that is falling into the core, not allowing it to spin. And they work as an addition to normal pin tumblers that fall into the valleys cut on the top of the edge of the key. And as a side note, most high security locks use something called security pins. These come in spool, mushroom, barrel, serrated, and others. You can look it up. One majority security pin is the Medico Biaxle, which I want to talk about, and that's our final product. So you, so just to review, you have dimple keys, which fall in from the side. You also have telescopic pins that is like a pin within a pin. It's hard to pick. Then when you get into Schleg, Primus, and Everest, you got these check pins that the, that the key has to kind of pick up at the back of the core to spin. And then there are also sidebars that, you know, there's these pins on the side of that milling that when they fall into the right place, there's one big, uh, you know, hole that that sidebar can fall into, and then the core can spin. I know this is very technical, and this can all be seen, like I said, in the show notes, but I think it's really cool, and I think you should check it out just to at least have the knowledge of how the keyway works, because you are a security professional, or you like security if you're listening to this podcast, and I think it's something that y you might like. So my final product is when it comes to Medico. So Medico not only uses that sidebar technology, but instead of the sidebar falling into the uh, the core and like the groove of the, the side of your key that you're putting in to your home deadbolt, it actually falls into the groove of the pins that are on top of the lock that are falling to the edge of your key. Now the brilliance of engineering comes into play when you see that the pins not only have to line up for the sidebar to fall in, but the security pins also have to rotate to the correct position. So the way that this works is Medico um, uses the, the bottom of the pin the, that's falling to the top of the edge of your key is cut at an angle. And then they match that with an angled cut on the key that allows it to rotate into the correct position for the sidebar to fall in. That's all very technical, but it I'm telling you that that is some pretty crazy stuff. You're not just picking the pin to the right place so that the core will turn. You're actually picking it and rotating it and needing it to get in the right place. So all of that might be hard to visualize, and I know that I added a few YouTube videos into the show notes to demonstrate this. There are more technologies like trap pins that fall in. If you've picked the core, it can fall in when there's not a key in there and trap it from unlocking. And then there are certain keyways that are just hard to maneuver picks in and around from sergeant uh, keys to medic sorry, Medico keys, and high security has a broad range of slightly secure to more secure, so you can kind of find what that flavor is, and some security measures are meant more for certain situations, while others are great just to secure your home deadbolt, like multi-lock or something like that. Now, 
There's one more thing that I want to address when it comes to high security, and that is key control. So um, key control is a term that has been often used in locksmithing community to describe keys that are not available outside of an authorized source. So in larger facilities such as education, medical, military, large manufacturing facilities, um, when you get into you know the, the nuclear and the gas and the oil sites and stuff like that, um, the terms key control and key management also refer to this broad issue of knowing who has your keys on those sites and what they operate. So in the end, key control means not only restricting unauthorized duplication, but actually knowing when you need to change the core of the cylinder because somebody had a key and it's in a document that, oh, well, that key went to this. We need to now change these around or get them repinned or something like that. Um, Now, quote, Unauthorized key duplication remains the single most violated security policy in today's business. Those seeking to have key copies usually are met with little or no resistance. In fact, nearly all keys can and will be duplicated with no questions asked. The stamping of do not duplicate presents a challenge to most key cutters instead of a threat. So according to the ASA abloy do not duplicate fact or fiction brochure they're pointing to the fact that without a patented keyway that is restricted and needs to be authorized by this individual you get into a place where there's really no resistance they can walk into a local locksmith just 30 minutes down the road from their you know their work or something like that and he'll usually just cut the key no questions asked it's not really on him and it's not his liability he's doing it because he thinks that without an unpatented keyway the you know the corporation or the business put this into their threats and their risks and their vulnerabilities and now they um he's assuming that this person is being honest to their company but it's really easy not to be honest it's really easy just to even take a key that's been stamped do not duplicate and And a locksmith will make more do not duplicate um, keys. There is a note that you could talk on that locksmiths maybe need to be a little more wary, but it's it's hard because in the locksmith world, locksmiths are already wary. They're wary to give their information out, and it can sometimes stifle the trade even in that um, degree. So adding more wariness or more questioning or skepticism to it, um, I don't know if that's actually a good idea. But if you can keep, uh, anyways, moving on, if you can keep this system intact and choose a reputable locksmith, then key control can be one of the most hardened forces when it comes to the access of a building or the parts of a building. So key control, when you sell a company a high security lock and six keys to their employees, there will only be six keys unless the owner wants to purchase more through the locksmith who sold the locks. So no unauthorized duplication because the key blanks are not available to everyone. And and let me just say that terminology in this field matters because patented, proprietary, and restricted are not the same. Patented key blanks are legally restricted to a patent, and it's legally restricted to those individuals and the companies that either own the patent or have made contractual agreements with a company controlling the patent. So for instance, Schleg Primus, you sign up as an account to be a locksmith to this patented numbered keyway, and then Schleg Primus sells that to you, okay? Or you can buy a keyway and then buy the blanks off of the company. Um, But 
That's what patented means. When it comes to proprietary and restricted key blanks and keyway lock mechanisms, they may or may not be patented or protected. So it's it's really crucial to con to confirm with the locksmith or the distributor who says that they're going to sell you a restricted or proprietary keyway that it is indeed a patented keyway. Now, there are differences between patents from design patent to utility patent and more, and those are actually defined in the locksmith ledger in the show notes about key control. So, high security and key control are, are tried and true ways of hardening your property or your customer's property, and they shouldn't be off the table, even if you can make a solid relationship with a trusted locksmith and then contract them out through your company. And the this is like something that you should have in your back pocket. And in the age of tech, in the age of technology, the physical key will always have a place because it's so fail secure. So stay up on it only for the sake of being a better integrator and being a better security professional because there it, oftentimes it's pushed to this you know this locksmith this old trade he's like kind of just you know this grumpy old man in in the back of a blacksmith shop making keys or whatnot but when it comes to high security keys and key control you can go crazy on this stuff and really harden a site with it um, but it is definitely something that should be on the table when you're talking to somebody about security, even if they're getting access, even if they're getting cameras, even if they're getting alarm and berg. Having a right keyway will oftentimes be the first, um, well, not necessarily. You have to go through perimeter and um, stuff like that. But it is one of the first things that the, the thief or the burglar or somebody trying to get into the system has to come into contact with. So if it's a good, solid hurdle then that might be enough to deny. And uh, we're trying out here as security professionals to deter, detect, delay, and deny. Hey, so that is what we want to do. So that's it for security today. And uh, this week's shout out goes to at LockDoc, L-O-C-D-O-C. Now, LockDoc has been serving the Charlotte metro area um, for over 35 years, and uh, they are constantly expanding their team, so they now proudly cover all of North and South Carolina with 24-hour services, uh, seven days a week. You can trust them. They'll be there to help you, and uh, they are there to provide you the best solutions, including key card systems, cameras, doors, locks, and keys um, from their amazing web presence, which you should just check it out if you can, LockDoc, and uh, their dope social media content, which you're going to go follow right now, so you're going to figure that out in about two seconds, um, and their brand, and they're pushing, and you know, like they're really doing an excellent job. They even have a podcast that you can check out. They are just really killing it, so Go over and follow at LockDoc right now and get in good with them. Start wearing their brand and pushing their stuff and take over the world. And then remember me that uh, when you've taken over the world, because I'll probably need a job or something like director of bears. I don't know. If you're taking over the world, someone needs to look out for the bears. You know, okay? So look, I hope that you are blaring this podcast while your windows are down. You're telling all of your friends and your coworkers and your security professionals and all this other stuff about it because they want to hear this stuff too. You can follow this podcast, I'm sorry, yes, this podcast on Instagram at Security Today Podcast. You can follow me at Uncle B-A-E-R underscore. And while you're at it, follow at Low Voltage Nation on Instagram.
Inquire with them about how to get involved with a greater community. After following them, type in Low Voltage Nation into your search bar on your podcast platform and subscribe to their podcast as well. This community will not build itself, so get involved and add what you can. Like I say, all resources are in the show notes, and I'm Uncle Bear. I'm going to see you next week on Security Today. It will be our final episode for the season. We'll take a little break. We'll come back with season two, and we're really going to get this thing rolling and I need your help with that because you guys are more awesome than I and that's the truth. So I'll see you guys next week. Have an excellent week and remember high security keys. One shot kill, homie. Perfect practice. Make perfect. Ooh.